Scuttlebuds, thanks for checking in with us for episode 64 of Small Town Scuttlebutt. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk to you about today. We scoured the internet for creepy stories, and we found them from small towns. They're so creepy, we got to share them with you, you know, because it's kind of like Halloween. We're trying to be seasonal here. I don't want to give away too much. The rest is classified. Stay tuned. We're hanging. Skittlebutt on Ice is getting moved from tonight, Thursday, October 28th, if you're listening today as it comes out, this episode. Uh, we're going to move it to Monday, November 1. Okay, so you still have time to get tickets. And you can do that by going to our Instagram or Facebook page and just clicking on the links that are provided there. Okay? I hope you guys come out. It's only 15 measly bucks. Why not? It's a Monday. Small Town Scuttlebots. Hey, everybody. Hey, Mike. Hey, Kathy. How you guys doing? Hey. Good, good, good. We should talk to each other more often. I always talk to the Scuttlebuds. Scuttlebuds, you guys are doing good? Great. Okay. Have a seat, Scuttlebuds. Hang out with us. Yeah. While you do your laundry or you run on your treadmill or... Work on your glutes. Yep. The old Peloton. Nobody's Some listening of you. to us on their Peloton. They're listening to that trainer guy yell at them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but not uh, Sensei Rolando Perez. He says he listens to us on a Stairmaster. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Remember he was talking about that when he was here as a guest and we were being attentive listeners? Yes. No. That's right. Okay. Anyway, tonight. Tonight we got the live show. Right? The live show tonight. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Kathy is yawning. Selling it. <laughs> this is going to be a live show. Nobody would have even known I was yawning. I kind of heard it. I kind of, oh, yeah, it's oh, okay. good. Yeah. yeah. Listen, it's going to be great. I'll get a nap in, and then I'll be ready to I go. I hope so, because right now it's like, it's not even noon as we record this, and this show is at 7.30 there tonight. There If you're listening to this on a Thursday, on the 20th of October. Okay, so uh, today's show, we are going to be talking about things that terrify us, because mm-hmm. we've got Halloween right around the corner, so let's get in the mood. Okay. Okay? Yep. So, uh, today's Ushanka topic, we're going to get right into it. Things that terrify us. All right, last week we talked about weird things in our small town. This week's topic is things that terrify us. I'm going to reach into the Ushanka here. Parent information night. Yeah, I put that in. That terrifies me. Parent terrifies me too. Um, Pin. pin. It's called pin, right, exactly. Um, And... It terrifies me for many reasons. One, I get so bored there. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm so afraid I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah. And then the small talk, that's just sudden death for me. Mm. The people watching, though, it's great. Oh, I hate that person. I hate that person, too. That person hates me. Yeah, like the dynamics oh, that guy's of cool. things. Right, right. That guy's not cool, but he thinks he is. Yeah. Right. Uh, the thing with pin night... I've made fun of the uh, overwordy emails and communications from schools. Pin night, someone's got to like 
work on these PowerPoint decks. Well, you're, you're not, a teacher, though, so you've seen it both ways. Yeah, you know what I did when I was working in marketing and public relations? I transferred some of those skills into my presentations in a classroom. Like, my PowerPoint decks, never would you see a slide with more than three bullets, and no bullet would ever have more than seven words on it. We are just topically... We're just doing but like when a, lot, I go, a lot of buzzwords, too. Like, we need synergy here. Yeah, yeah I know. No, there's, it, break our paradigms. It all works. But actually, how often did I show a PowerPoint in class hardly ever but you know what I mean hmm. um, <laughs> but the PowerPoint as stimulating as it is it's really hard to read the 12 point font as you put all of that information on that on that screen that I can't even really see because it's not dark enough in this room anyway right. a PowerPoint and, slide should never have more than the bullet points yeah and if you know you're what? reading from your slide there's too much in there's too much on it yeah, the other thing is I realized I don't even need to be here because you told me you just put this deck on the website and you are literally reading this to me. Yep. So I'm going to give you a D minus on your presentation skills. Mm -hmm. I'm being a real dick right now. Someone's going to call me anti-teacher mm. again. There we go. Which, by the way, there's no such thing. I should have put that as a prediction. Yeah. That's what I had, parent information night. And I'm not look. I don't look forward to it. And in fact, one of the things that... Like, I don't miss about my kids being older. I don't miss that. I don't miss sending a holiday card with their photo on. I don't miss any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Mike, on the uh, teacher side of things, did you ever have to go to a parent information night? No. No. I've, I've given, uh, I've been at the after school program on information night for parents to come over to our program afterwards to mm -hmm. check it out and answer questions there, but I've never had to go to the school one. Gotcha. Mm. Cool. Okay. How about another Ushanka topic? Okay, so my commute. No! I am on borrowed time, folks. Mm. I At one point in a four-day span of time, I had legitimately been driven off the road out of my lane three times in four days. <gasps> That's unacceptable. And it was people that were either texting and hadn't seen me or presumably knew I was there and they just didn't care and they moved over anyway. Or the Where common I'm, denominator is you, Mike. No, it is not. Whoa. If I am next to a car, like window to window with them, and they move over, that's on them. Oh. Uh, and when my passenger wheel is on the rumble strip, that's a problem. Watch out! I mean, I was right oh, next wow. to the median. Yeah. Twice I was directly next to the median thinking... It's a good thing I know what I'm doing here because mm. this... Because they're not paying attention? Right, they're not paying any it's, attention at all. This is a NASCAR. You don't want to rub paint, you right. know, with the Ford Escort. Yeah, so my, my community has, uh, has really been troubling lately. What are you going to do about it, Mike? I don't know. I'll complain about it here. I mean, mm. that's... That works. Yeah. That's a good start. That that's works. a good start. But maybe we could help them out. What do you do? I think you need to drive... With a little more offense. You are a driver with a Massachusetts license. You are the mass hole. Okay? You yeah, are the Yeah, but I'm mass still hole. a Pennsylvania boy at heart. Also, uh, also you're I very think, creative. What about making some signs? Well, I think what I'm going to do <laughs> is um, look into, like, private helicopters or something. Get my chopper license. That's good. That that sounds reasonable. Yeah. Right. Right. I think my signage thing might be good. I think yeah. you Like, if it. you could make signs, what would... Well, Maybe. but people don't read signs. Ooh, how about one of those well, LED... reading text. <laughs> <laughs> you could put a red LED sign on the back, you know, mm -hmm. window. Yeah. Or the side. Sounds like or it gets side. a little side. Yeah, I need it on the side. Yeah. And then just have like... What you about know. a car magnet? It is interesting, though, that people do read their texts, but nothing else. Yeah. Like, when the, when chip readers first came out, remember you'd be standing behind somebody in line, and there was a 
piece of cardboard inserted into the chip reader and it said on it where it was sticking out like swipe card we don't yeah. accept chips yet yes <laughs> and you would see the person in front of you remove that piece of cardboard and stick their card in yeah it's like you're joking right <laughs> right people like that drive me nuts seriously and they're everywhere yeah they're fascinating freaking fascinating well it, let's continue to think about how we can save your life on your commute um are you driving in the left lane? That's the problem. You oh, well, be I on think the left I just lane. need. You this. know what your problem is? You're being a baby. You're in the right lane. If why would your no? I dude, was in... I never drive in a situation where the passenger side wheels on my car would ever touch a rumble strip. That no, dude. I'm I'm an I'm a left lane driver. I am also a left. I'm lane a middle driver. lane driver when I'm not passing. Uh, me too. I'm, I'm never left... in the I'm slow person the, lane. I'm always in the middle lane. Middle lane's good because you have the most options in case of emergency. Exactly. You have left, right, forward. And see, and I see it as now I've got people from two sides trying to crash into mm-hmm. me. I'm a left lane driver. Uh, if if there if there's somebody behind me that's going to uh, going at a better speed, I will move out of their way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm a left lane driver. However, my right my right tires were still on the rumble strip because I was that far removed wow. from my lane. Wow. And very irate after that. Well, keep us posted on this. Yeah, I'm going to brainstorm some ideas. Do you ever Mm -hmm. flick anyone off, Mike? Nah, it's not my scene. I just lay on the horn. You do? You give them the horn and they look at death? Well, yeah. When they see my face... Uh-huh. Screaming, yeah, they know that's w- that's way more effective than a, than. I, have you ever else. just started, thought to do? I never use my horn. What I do is it'll take me a few minutes to catch up to them, and then I'll just <laughs> slow down and I'll just slow <laughs> nod. Like. Oh, you showed uh, them, yeah. Well, yeah, and that's what I feel like. I feel mm-hmm. like I did. Yeah, like yeah. you're you're superior. Put them in their place. Yeah. Okay, what's the next one? Let's do this. Yoga pants. On select butts. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yep. How do you plead? Do we want to go here? Is I this... don't know what I this even means. Uh, okay. You're saying people should selectively choose whether or not they wear yoga pants? I think the word is... Or you're selecting who should wear well, yoga Well, remember pants. last week... what we're getting at? Last week we were talking about weird things in our towns, and I was like the Yeti cooler. Like, mm. like materialistic self-expression has gotten down we got down to a niche like we're down to the cooler the cooler is a status symbol right yeah i feel like yoga pants yoga pants yeti yoga pants are a lifestyle statement it says i am into physical fitness i am active i am no they're not i just walked out of a little yoga studio and i'm looking at your butt and i'm saying no you didn't and you're not fooling anybody and where's the modesty Where's the modesty? Wow. You've got this I'm all wrong. First of all, yoga pants it. are not a status symbol. Yoga pants think, are active wear for shut-ins. Everybody wears them now. Wait, what's a shut-in? People who don't go out. Like, oh, I'm just oh, saying like, I'm talking about people. Like, like, no. I'm just saying that everybody wears them. They're just comfortable, and they're just you know universally accepted now. Yeah. So, but you remember when people first started wearing we- them, and it was like, wow, this person doesn't care about their image at all. And now it's like a status thing, yeah. which sure. is interesting. Essentially, it's a grown-up version of pajama day, if you I ask me. I almost wore yoga Absol- pants Okay, today. so Mike is weighing in. Um, my take on this is uh, when did people stop caring about the modesty? Yeah. Right? Like, like A well, long time about, ago. How about this? Wear clothes that fit. These don't fit. I, that doesn't even look comfortable. You really? Are, I think they're now, universally... You if are, you are listening you to this... squeezed into that thing. If you are listening to this and you are outraged because you recently saw a picture of Rick 
wearing cut-off short uh, jean shorts mm-hmm. um, right. and a buffalo plaid shirt unbuttoned uh, down three or four buttons. That wasn't me. Uh, that wasn't me. You might be thinking, how dare he say something like that while wearing those jorts? Mm-hmm. Noted. I wasn't wearing those jorts. That was the pumpkin spice hot day. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up. Also, Which, by the way, is another one of my great word selections, I think. I, it's up there with Small Town Scuttlebutt. Mike, that's why you're and my, Scuttlebutt on ice. You're my buddy on this show. Wow. Okay. All I'm saying about yoga pants is that I completely disagree with you. I think they're actually universally flattering for a lot of people. They're comfortable and they're acceptable, and that's what that is. Mm-hmm. And you do not have to be have a gym membership to wear them. Okay. But I was at Trader Joe's yesterday, and I was appalled. There was a woman there that was wearing, like, yoga pant shorts, which I did. It's essentially their their booty shorts. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess, like, bike shorts? Yeah, like, lycra booty shorts, but, like, way smaller than should have been. So It's underwear. And and they were leopard print. And I'm like, okay, so at what point, no shirt, no shoes, no service. At what point does Trader Joe's say, ma'am, you can't come in here like that? I mean, it was it was egregious. Well, she's she's wearing basically her sports bra and underwear, right? Pretty much. Okay. Or they're saying, Mike, what's your problem? That's not your body, so it doesn't really matter. Right. Busted. Yeah. So, Uh, yep, that was the men's and women's perspectives brought to you by Mike. Again, I I think that's great. We're giving good balance here. Okay, so does that uh, wrap it up with the Ushanka? Yep. Okay, let's do some ads. You know, Mike, I think I might have an idea for you with all this aggressive driving on your commute. Okay. Perez Martial Arts. All right. Think about it. I mean, you might not be able to perform it as you drive, but it's great for your aggression. Mm-hmm. It's great fitness. And also And self-defense, just yeah. in case this thing goes sideways. All right. I'm going to master the art of karjitsu. Thanks, Sensei <laughs> Perez. I like karjitsu. Um, check, check them out at PerezMartialArts.com. I feel like landscaping is a cyclical thing. Every month there's a new thing to be concerned with. Grubs and crabgrass and red thread. I've talked about all that stuff. And now it's these goddamn leaves coming out of the tree. They just keep falling and they take their time doing it. It's not like they could all just do it on a weekend or on a Saturday at noon. Nope. Mm. Little trickle here, little trickle there. It's nice until it's not, which means, you know, you got to get rid of them because if you don't, the acidity of these leaves will, you know, just bleed into your soil. and Not to mention the judgment of your neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've seen your lawn. (laughs) What are you talking about? I'm not judging, but I think you should call Mario's Lawn Care. We just took a turn here. I know. I like Mario as well. We just took a turn. (laughs) Well, we all care about our lawns. And I think if you're one who cares about Leon... Your lawn too, especially if like you feel like it's getting out of control. Call Mario. Yeah, maybe maybe you want to be a do-it-yourselfer, but I don't want to start from scratch. Get Mario in there to schedule your service. Call 508-359-8016. Hey, we're back, and we are gonna do this big thing on uh, creepy small town stories. And we're going to go around. We each were asked to find one that we liked. So who would like to begin? All right. 
So there's this building that used to be a hotel, and one day this guy shows up and he takes multiple trips going in and out with a bunch of equipment. They found him a little while later in his room. He had assembled an entire guillotine and cut his head off. What? What? Wow. Yeah, that's the story. What's the Yelp review on that? <laughs> Four stars. Would, would stay again. He did that, huh? Apparently. Wow. So you know the guillotine was named after a guy named Dr. Guillotine who figured the most humane way to, you know, end this would be to tilt the blade on an angle. Mm. And it'll have a better slicing Clean effect. Clean cut. Interesting. Than, than a chop. Mm. A chop could, you know, get stopped by the spinal cord or something. Yeah. Uh, so there's a guy who's, you know. Legacy lives on. Mm. Right. Yeah. Right. Want to hear mine? Yeah. Okay, so this one comes from a small, they didn't name the small town, but in this small town, a guy was dismembered and placed on somebody's doorstep. Wait, the guy was or the dismembered member was? What's on the doorstep? A a dismembered person. All all the dismemberments? I'm not sure. Did they piece him back together? Well, why are we factoring Okay, so it's not just this? that he was castrated. He was dismembered, like, fully. Oh, yeah. wait, you guys are going in a really different yeah, place Yeah, I'm here. sorry. No. I just assumed. Well, if I was going to dismember someone and then, you know, put him on, like, do, do a ding-dong ditch kind of move, I would at least, like, put the leg where the arm was supposed to go and, like, the head on, like, a Well, leg, the whole like, thing yeah. with this is that this guy, that they were sending a message. So he's put on a doorstep um, as a way of intimidation because they found out, and they being the Dixie Mafia, found out that uh, this guy was working with the feds. Isn't the Dixie Mafia an all-banjo band? I think so. Also, a mafia. <laughs> oh, it really is like a ring? Right, and the and they say that it's still around today. It was started in the 1960s, and they believe that it's secretly still around today. Anyway, one of the big things they were doing in this town was meth, and um, they uh, the this guy was working like with calculus, meth, uh, like methamphetamine. Oh, not math. Not math. Okay, right. I was like, what kind of mafia is this? First of all, math should be illegal. <laughs> But this this guy was working with the feds to get his dad off his like seventh drug conviction um, by giving them information about the Dixie Mafia, and they did not care for that. Wow, that's creepy. Super creepy. You know, I got a creepy one. There was a doctor. Okay, he's just doing his doctor thing. He's got a doctor's office. One day. He's got this young patient who comes in with tuberculosis, mm-hmm. okay? And what do you do to cure tuberculosis? You obviously go up to, like, upstate New York in the Adirondacks and you sit on a porch in a lounge chair and just breathe in fresh air. Cured, right? Mm-hmm. That's how they do it, I thought. Anywho, this guy, he became infatuated with her mm-hmm. after all these treatments and remedies and things. She dies. He... Robbed her grave, mummified her body, and lived with her for seven years before being found out. I think that was his longest relationship. He did not go to jail and lived his years out in town. How about that? Some people swipe right, some people swipe left, some people just get a shovel. (laughs) Creepy. All right, so let's see. What did we talk about today? Uh, Rick is done with yoga pants. As status symbol, get over yourselves, people. Put on some real clothes and get out there and go about your business. I am uh, terrified of my commute, which has be- 
been getting more and more dangerous every day, and to cure tuberculosis. Try booking your stay at the Nyack Motor Lodge in beautiful upstate New York. Uh, all right, thanks, everybody. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. And, oh, or maybe we'll see it for our live show, Scuttlebutt on Ice. <laughs>